I've said I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. So we are going to start with the truckers today because Justin Trudeau is acting more and more like a tyrant. And on social media, it's trending very well that, uh, you know, what kind of authority does this guy have? What kind of power trip is this guy on, this Justin Trudeau? Here's the beautiful thing about this whole thing is, well, it's not beautiful, really. It's actually a nightmare. But we're in this war and we're in it together. But the problem is for for the, the tyrants, for the globalists, for the commies, for the socialists, is that their true colors have to shine so bright. I think that that was one of the biggest benefits that Donald Trump brought to the table. When he just flat out said, you know, the people coming across the border are a bunch of criminals. They're MS-13 gangbangers. And when he when he talked about political correctness, and he shoved it right up their noses, and he said the media is fake news. He called them all out because the media is not even covering the truckers. The media is not even, except for the fact that honking is somehow a terrorist act. The media is not covering Hillary Clinton. They're not covering the spying of a, an American sitting president. Of course, you know, Adam Schiff is changing his tune now. So we have that. But here's the deal. The deal is... Um, they're all sort of, these people won Pulitzer Prizes. They won Pulitzer Prizes for journalism. And they were all wrong, right? So, but the thing is, is that they're showing their true colors. And that's what happens when you ruffle the feathers. You know, it's one thing to just sort of skate along. And that was good for Lindsey Graham and John McCain and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. They could all just pull the wool over everybody's eyes Never be questioned, never be tested. But you see the person's medal when somebody's tested. You know, you see a boxer and they work their way up through the ranks and they get these lightweight fights and they get these easy wins and they look like superstars. 
But then after a while, next thing you know, they get tested. They got a black eye. They Next thing you know, you see a boxer with a, uh, a bloody nose. And you're like, wow, I've never seen that boxer with a bloody nose before. He's always so dominant. And then all of a sudden you see what it's like for them to fight backing up. To fight backing up. And not only that, just to fight tested, to be tested. That's when you show, when, that's when, when somebody's true colors really shines, isn't it? And Justin Trudeau, Trudeau right now is shining like a bright star. You know, there was this clip, I, I looked for it, I couldn't find it, but uh, it's, it's an obscure clip. And it was Justin Trudeau talking about the, the uh, efficiency of communist China. Talking about how, and, and at the same time that he was saying it, there was other leaders, there were other leaders in the uh, globalist movement in Europe that were saying pretty much the same thing. That China benefits from having a totalitarian society where they can control they can efficiently just push a button and things get done for them. And that's China. Just ask the Uyghurs. Just ask the human rights violators. They're calling it the genocide games. Nobody's watching it, though. The winter games? Are you watching it? I'm not watching it. I, get, I don't even know what's going on there. It's going to be the games forgotten. It's a genocide game. But it's one of these games uh, that nobody wants. And the NFL, I think it's the same way, you know. I don't want to go to a football game and told that I'm a racist and somehow my, uh, this good, Goodell guy, the president of the NFL, is going to tell me, hey, you know, I got the answers to how you could be a better person and not be a racist. Sort of like when Kamala Harris and Cory Booker uh, came up with their anti-lynching bill. I was thinking of my first thing that ran through my head was, isn't that illegal already? Burning somebody at the stake, hanging them by a tree, naked. Isn't that illegal? I thought it was in the, in the United States. Maybe it's that Soros DA that makes it so you get cash bail and walk until your trial that you don't show up for and then they don't even bother to hunt you down. Sort of like an illegal alien that just gets released with an ankle bracelet they cut off and never show up for court and end up living... Uh, in Orlando as a livery driver. You know, it's crazy stuff. But this is the Soros DAs. This is what we're dealing with. Two standards of justice. Reparations. Equity instead of equality. Equity. Reparations. We've got to level the playing field by letting the disadvantaged play from the, the other set of tees. Remember we talked about the golfing tees? There was the white and the blue and the black. The black was for the expert pros. The blue was for the average Joe. And the reds ones were, or the white ones were from, uh, for the women. You know, but now we got trans, you know, we're, who, what, what next? We're going to get trans, trans tees for the golf course. It's crazy stuff. Equity, equity. We got to balance it out. We got to create an unfair playing field so that, Things can balance out. It's like Common Core, where the pace of the studies moves at the pace of the slowest student. How's that going to achieve excellence? And no wonder it's China stealing our intellectual property because they're not competitive. We would crush them economically in two seconds and everybody knows it. 
By the way, this whole Ukraine thing, is this a wag the dog moment? Are they trying to actually cover up for Hillary Clinton and Obama by wagging the dog over in Ukraine? A mess created by people like Lindsey Graham and John McCain selling out to the next military industrial complex. John McCain was the biggest gift that kept on giving to the military industrial complex. Tulsi Gabbard nailed it yesterday on our show when she was talking about how Ukraine could have been avoided. It can be avoided right now. All you got to say is Ukraine will never be part of NATO and NATO will never ever put weapons in Ukraine that will point at Moscow. Never. We'll never do that. But you're not going to get that oil Nord Stream 2 oil pipeline either. You shouldn't be because you can't trust Russia enough to give them that kind of wealth. Why not be competitive in the world market? Why not be energy independent? Why not control the oil prices ourselves by leaving Keystone Pipeline open and giving jobs, allowing people to work, pay their taxes, put food on their table, and go on a vacation and feel like a man and feel like a woman and feel like a responsible person with a good job, good paying job, working hard, doing the right things. And all of that is extremely important. But these government officials that have rigged their way in, lie, cheated, and stolen to get into power, we saw it firsthand with Hillary Clinton. We see it with Anthony Fauci. And now we see it with Joe Biden, a rigged election. If you don't think for one second that the people behind the Russian hoax weren't capable of rigging an election and weren't capable of colluding with China with this COVID mandate vaccine passport thing. I read a meme yesterday, and you know what? I'm in the D.C. area, and it says, the the meme was so great. It said, well, today, today it's illegal for me to go and walk in a restaurant in Washington, D.C., but tomorrow it's going to be perfectly legal. That's science. Think about that, folks. It's about power. It's about control. If you're serious about the science being wrong or right or whatever you want to call it, if you're serious about the idea that you could walk in a restaurant tomorrow and be safe, just like as if you can walk into a restaurant and you have to wear a mask until you sit down and then you don't have to wear a mask, tell me that's not BS. Tell me that's just not... There's nothing scientific about that. So yesterday, it was illegal for me. I would get arrested because I'm not, you know, eligible for reparations, I guess. I don't know. But because I'm not stealing something that's $950 or less, I, I don't get the slap on the wrist that the other guy gets because I'm not liberal? What is it? What's the standard? How can I play this game? What are the rules? I would love to know. But you know what? So it's bull, it's bull crap, right? Yesterday, it's, le- it's illegal. I get locked up for walking in a restaurant without a mask or a vaccine passport. I get kicked out. I get thrown out like a piece of trash. But guess what? Today, 
perfectly legal. That's the science. Trust the science. I trust the science. I'm trice-vaxxed, they say. I'm trice-vaxxed. I'm a good citizen. I'm a good liberal. I wear the mask just like you wore the MAGA hat. It's all all, uh, tokens. It's all virtue signaling. You know, but one of the big stories that's coming out today is the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy of the celebs. There's photographs of all these celebs at that Super Bowl. The Gen X Super Bowl, right? You know, where the halftime show was all about Gen X, but I don't know, man. I It's a lot of rap. I don't remember America being so much into rap like that. You know? Cop-killing, gang-banging rap. Eminem took a knee. Why does he get to get a platform? He takes a knee. Why doesn't... Why doesn't he get banned from the NFL? The NFL that one is so woke that you know they need to tell you how to end racism. There's no racism. The only racism that I've ever seen is with affirmative action with liberals that only see skin color when it comes to votes. You know, they promise you the world and they buy votes with taxpayer dollars. You know, they buy abortions with taxpayer dollars too, don't they? With Planned Parenthood, when they give them $500 million or whatever it is they give them. The problem with that is it comes out of a conservative Christian's pocketbook. That's the problem with the Democrats. They're always spending the other team's money on their social issues. And that's the problem. We don't have a problem with them having a right to voice their opinion we don't we don't censor them and we don't get in the way of their arguments we just don't want to buy and pay we don't want to pay for their their nonsense we don't want to pay for it we don't want it publicly funded if you want to do it do it on your own until it's illegal and the and the, and the courts say it's legal or le- illegal if the courts say it's illegal then it's illegal you know, uh, elections have consequences. Fair elections do. Rigged elections don't. Like if you send in Pennsylvania two point, uh, 1.8 million absentee ballots out and you get back 2.8 million, that's a million more votes, you know, more ballots than, you know, you only mailed out so many, yet you got this many back. It tells me what we've been saying here on the Scott Adams Show for how long? that they're actually printing them. Remember that analogy I used with the QuickBooks and the invoicing? And I said, I can create an invoice and I can pay that invoice so long as I have an account associated with the invoice. The account is the illegal that comes through the border and they, their identity is stolen. They're never going to complain. Their identity gets stolen and they register the vote without their knowledge. They don't even know that they registered the vote. They didn't know that there was a ballot sent to them because it was never really mailed to them. It was just created and then it was printed internally and it votes for some loser like Joe Biden. And all the while, the illegal migrant has no clue that this is going on. They're just busy washing dishes or driving somebody around uh, to get from point A to point B or working in the agricultural fields, picking grapes or cotton or whatever it is that they have to pick, or slaughtering beef cattle in the meatpacking plants. 
all those jobs that these college-educated whippersnappers don't want to do anymore. And let's face it, every kid is going to college these days, and every kid thinks that they're above manual labor. Plumber? No. But the smart kids are starting to realize that, you know, uh, the best jobs are actually the jobs where you make money that can sustain your livelihood, and that might just be carpet cleaners and plumbers and carpenters and construction workers and people that work with their hands. But don't tell that to Justin Trudeau because I don't think he's ever worked a whole day in his life. Justin Trudeau, the tyrant. That's what was trending today on social media. This this new Emergencies Act, never before used. To listen to Ju- Justin Trudeau tell it, you would think that somehow... There was this armed insurrection. I mean, he's literally waged war on half of his country. I mean, there was a time and a place and a day when you never turned the bullets of your military on your own citizens. Never. I remember when we shot somebody down. It was a a guy like from, let's say, Minnesota. And he became a terrorist, but he was an American citizen. He was working for the Taliban or he was working for ISIS or whatever it was. A couple of these social little libtards that went to college for one year and they became radical commies and decided they wanted to be Muslim and went over there and started, tried to fight for the jihad. And somehow we shot one of them and killed them. And it was a big deal. It killed an American. You know, Bo Bergdahl. You know, what? So there it is. That was a big deal. Justin Trudeau's turning his military on half of the country because they're honking their horns. What is their crime? Oh, yeah, they want freedom. The Canadian truckers, they want freedom. They want to be left alone. They don't want to be told that they, you know, every other country now, is doing away with this vaccine passport. They've given up. It's an election season. You know, all city after city in America, state after state. And, and that's why it's important that we look at the Super Bowl and we see all these celebrities not wearing their masks. Yet, for the last two years, they've been preaching to us how important it is to wear your mask. You're going to kill somebody. Don't be so selfish. Don't just do it for you because you want to be a maverick. You're going to kill other people. I have a right to make sure you wear your mask so that I can keep me and my children safe. Haven't we heard that? Now all of a sudden the science has changed overnight. It's not science. It was never about science. It was about power. And everybody knows it. It's obvious. So we're going to take a listen to... um, Tucker Carlson, he had this, uh, he has this uh, really great monta- uh, opening uh, about Justin Trudeau. And then he has another clip uh, that we want to talk about uh, with respect to Hillary Clinton. You know, Hillary Clinton, the same person that was on the Watergate Commission, that hoax against Nixon's Republican Party, 
See, Nixon won in a landslide back then, right? Nixon won in a landslide. And they had to figure out how to get rid of Nixon because Nixon wasn't like your globalists, right? He wasn't your typical. He did do away with the gold standard, which I think was a big boondoggle of a mistake. He should have probably been sent up for crimes on that. But other than that, Nixon was a pretty good leader. And, you know, when they say that Nixon was spying on the Black Panthers and spying on the Weather Underground, you know, that was Mark Felt that did that. He was found guilty of that. Mark Felt was deep throat in in all the president's men. He was the FBI guy. And so when you think about Watergate and you think about <clears throat> you think about Watergate, right? So you got Watergate, you got the FBI, Mark Felt leaking to the press, a very liberal press, and we know how liberal they are now because the cat's been out of the bag. They've exposed themselves. They took their pants down. Bernstein and Woodward, Woodward and Bernstein, Woodstein, we call them. And they were very liberal. They were commies. And they were backstabbers, and they were anti-American journalists. They won Pulitzer Prizes, though, and they worked for the Washington Post. You know, democracy dies in darkness, they say. That's their slogan for the Washington Post, right? But they censor everything that's true. And they talk about a pack of lies. So the FBI played the journalists for, for, to carry their water and to carry and disseminate this information, knowing full well that this would result in people doing the wrong thing and lying and covering up the lie. Because Nixon never broke into the Watergate, and the people that did were a bunch of CIA, uh, former CIA operatives and socialists and communists. They were not right-wing. They were not conservatives. And they also played a couple of people for fools. Like today we have maybe, you know, we have right-wingers that appear to be Trump supporters, but maybe they're not. And they're infiltrators. But back then you had G. Gordon Liddy and you had a whole bunch of other players that took the bait you know they were basically a fish that bit on the hook and the democrats hooked them maybe that was general flynn you know talking to the fbi agents playing the fool the role of a fool and then being foolish again by hiring perk uh covington and burling eric holder's law firm to get him out of the jam didn't work out so well because four years of that madness and still but what that did was that prevented Trump from exposing Obama, which is exactly what the plan was all about, to prevent Trump from getting his hands on the evidence to expose Obama. Because if he put his hands on the evidence, he would have been obstructing justice. And that's exactly what happened to Nixon. Is the Democrats infiltrated their own they, their own hoax their own Democrat Party, they, they broke in, they on purpose got caught. And then next thing you know, they blame it on the Republicans because why would they burglarize themselves? Nobody would ever fall for that. And Hillary Clinton learned some valuable lessons working on that Watergate commission. And then she took her money, the money she stole from all over the world. Most of it came from Ukraine, 
and the Clinton Foundation, who donated probably the least amount of money for what they brought in and what they spent on good causes. Normally, you would want that number to be like 70, 80% of the money you bring in goes to the cause. No, the Clinton Foundation was like 10%. They hoarded the rest. Uma Abedin and all those losers, Anthony Weiner, you know, all those criminals, all those American-hating terrorists. Uma Abedin, look into her parents and what they were all about. And they were all aligned against America because of their radical socialist weather underground style views. Remember William Ayers, Bill Ayers, when Obama started his Senate campaign in the living room of William Ayers and William Ayers admitted that he wrote Obama's first book and he was the guy that was in charge of the weather underground blowing up government buildings? Isn't that a war against the government? Isn't that an insurrection? Isn't what Hillary Clinton did spying on the White House an insurrection? It wasn't J6 that was an insurrection. That was an infiltration by the FBI, and we know it. The corrupt FBI. So we're going to take a listen, though. We're going to start off with the lockdowns, and we're going to end up with Hillary and Watergate, and we're going to talk a little bit about Ukraine. And the reason why is this is all tied together. See, it was just the other day that Jake Sullivan was in the White House talking with Jen Psaki and talking to the press about what's going to happen in Ukraine and, you know, and, and it's eminent. And what Tulsi Gabbard said on our show yesterday was that she believes that the Biden administration wants Russia to invade Ukraine. And I actually agree with that because they're doing everything to provoke Russia to do that. When they could easily end this by saying, we're not going to support Ukraine, we're not going to point our missiles, NATO missiles, uh, the alliance of missiles are never going to point at Moscow, and that would be the end of that conflict. And that would be the end of it. And Russia would be like, okay, then we won't do this. You don't do that, we won't do this. But so long as Ukraine bought their way in through the corruption, you know, Hunter Biden was on Burisma, Mitt Romney's guy, Kofor Black, was on Burisma's board. And together they were all acting as security guards to Burisma, to corrupt, to hoard cash out of Ukraine. And Ukraine was, who was playing who, though? Was Hunter and Kofor Black, you know, were they playing Ukraine because Ukraine was just this little puppet country that could be exploited? Or was Ukraine actually saying, you know, What's in it for us? And what's in it for us is we're buying politicians. Every time we actually give them money, we're getting dirt on the politician so we can coerce the politician into voting our way into NATO. And NATO gives us an umbrella blanket coverage to to sovereignty, to independence, to leverage over Russia. And then Russia says, I don't like that. We own Ukraine. They're our puppet, not your puppet. Just like Syria is Russia's puppet, not our puppet. And so these things are happening all over the world, not just in Ukraine, in Syria, in Afghanistan, elsewhere. 
And who benefits? Like Tulsi Gabbard said yesterday, military-industrial complex benefits. But when you help them benefit, guess what they do? They grease your palm if you're a politician. And just ask John McCain. Oh, McCain, he's dead. But Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham learned all of his tricks from John McCain. He was John McCain's lapdog. They traveled the world together, fleecing rogue corrupt governments, making promises they really could deliver on, but they were then compromised as politicians, corrupt to the hilt. I guarantee you, if you found all the money that Lindsey Graham has access to, and it's not here in the United States, it's in some Swiss account, numbered account somewhere in Cyprus, I don't know where, but I guarantee you he's got more money than Midas, that, that Lindsey Graham character who loves Joe Biden and hated Donald Trump. And we have the evidence to prove that. So we're going to start off because, see, when Jake Sullivan talks about Ukraine, you also have to pay attention to the fact that he was also behind the Russian hoax. He's connected with the Brookings Institution and the Atlantic Council. And he's connected with Joe Biden and Joe Biden's right-hand advisor, Mike Carp- Michael Carpenter. And how about Eric Ciaramella? Okay, that guy that, whose lover worked for Adam Schiff. So, basically, they're all connected. And they all work for the National Security Council, the NSC. And they carried over from Obama into Trump and that some of them were working in the White House, which led to the Ukraine hoax, because Eric Ciarmella and Sean Misko were lovers. Sean Misko was hired from the National Security Council underneath Adam Schiff to collude with Eric Ciarmella, who was the whistleblower, who worked with Mark Zaid, who on January 30th, 2017, right after Trump was inaugurated, said, a coup has started, series of many steps, Lawyers will be involved, ultimately impeachment. He said that on January 30th, well before the Ukraine call. Years before. And Eric Ciaramella and Michael Carpenter, Carpenter, who's Michael Carpenter? Michael Carpenter, if you look at that video where Joe Biden, quid pro Joe, is talking about how he he wanted to fire the prosecutor or he was going to withhold the billion dollars, and Michael Carpenter was sitting to his right. Michael Carpenter was working with Eric Ciaramella in Italy, which is like one of the hot spots for a lot of this um, stuff. If you ask George Papadopoulos about some of this, you know, in terms of uh, entrapments and setups. And uh, so they were working all of those angles. Joe Biden was directly involved with this. So Joe Biden ought to be impeached over this. But we don't have control of the Congress thanks to the rigging of the elections. And they know what they're doing. But Joe Biden should be impeached and Jake Sullivan should not be controlling what could be the precipice of World War III with Mother Russia. Right? But Jake Sullivan is in charge of the Ukraine-Russia conflict. Yet he's totally compromised with the Russian hoax. So that's where it's connected. 
And then Joe Biden, you know, they were trying to push this vaccine passport thing. I think this has just failed because it's just not, they're not able to pull this grand scheme off. So remember we said that the vaccine passport was the gateway to the social credit score system? They're still trying to push that social credit score system. I mean, Mike Lindell has been banned from his bank. We talked about that a while, a couple of weeks ago. You know, Minnesota Savings and Trust or whatever, whatever. Trust me, they don't like Mike Lindell because Mike Lindell is a conservative. Incidentally, if you want those mattresses, go to redstatetalkradio.com. We actually have the coil mattress ad up and uh, Leonora is going to be recording some new ads for us for the coil mattress that I've been bragging about and that I like so much. But use code word Red State when you do that. And by the way, there's a link on the uh, Red State Talk Radio website where you can get the adjustable frame as well for that king size bed uh, or queen size bed or whatever you decide to get. And it, the frame is it helps you recline. And I'm going to be getting that as well because I need that reclining for my spine. Uh, you know, all the damage that was done to my spine. But in any case, if you do do that, be sure to use code word red state. Well, right now we're going to take a listen to Justin Trudeau and what uh, Tucker had to say. And then we're going to also listen to Kennedy talk about the, the truckers as well. So let's take a listen. When thousands of blue collar workers showed up in Ottawa several weeks ago to protest the tyranny being imposed against them, the prime minister of Canada refused to meet with them or to speak to them. Instead, he fled the city. And then from his bunker, he called the truckers Nazis. When they still didn't leave the city, Justin Trudeau suspended democracy and declared Canada a dictatorship. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. Can I just say one thing? I'm going to interrupt right there. When he talks about the Emergencies Act, that's never been used before in the history of Canada. Ever. And so he's also now seizing the bank, freezing the banks as if that's exactly something we do to terrorist groups in the Middle East. We freeze their assets. We did that to Iran. We did that to all kinds of foreign adversaries. He's doing it to his own people. It's absolutely insane what Justin Trudeau is doing right here. But let's continue. Emergencies Act will be used to strengthen and support law enforcement agencies at all levels across the country. This is about keeping Canadians safe, protecting people's jobs, and restoring confidence in our institutions. So now, one other thing, one of the arguments that they're making is by blocking certain bridges and tunnel, you know, and bridges and gate gateways, they're they're affecting commerce. Well, what do you think they're doing when they put those ships off of the Pacific Ocean, off of LA? And call it a supply chain supply chain issue. Of course, they're creating inflation when they do that, which is great for the people that are profiting from the inflation, the ones selling the products at four times the price when they already knew ahead of time that that inflation was going to happen, so they bought in early, like buying a house at the low, selling the house at the bubble, and acting like you're a genius for profiting so much. Well, 
all of Biden's cronies did the same doggone thing and they did it as a planned attack on the middle class by crushing the middle class financially at the same time that they benefited financially by knowing full well what was coming down the pike. Closing the Keystone Pipeline, uh, uh, increasing the prices of shipping and petroleum that makes clothes and all kinds of other plastics and all kinds of things. Affecting the supply chains and knowing full well that you were going to have inflation on record proportions. Nobody is so stupid that they couldn't see this coming. This was a reversal of inflation from in one, within one year. You mean to tell me the economists couldn't have whispered in Joe Biden's ear? And they lied to you about it, and they said it was transitory. But it's permanent. It's damage. And eventually they'll reverse it when they want to buy low again and sell high when they run out of their inventory. But that's after they've already redistributed wealth from the middle class to the elite that financed the campaigns of the liberal Democrats. See, that's how it works. And that's the problem. Let's continue. Um, Because this kind of tyrannical behavior is exposing them for what they are. Like I said, Trump came out of the woodwork and pushed the media and called them fake news, ruffled their feathers, and got them to be tested, like that boxer analogy I used in the beginning of the show. So that, you know, they have to now compete with a bloody nose. They can't just, you know, walk on the red carpet with their nice $5,000 suits and eat at the five-star restaurants and stay at the five-star hotels and act like they're so dignified and elite. These people are scoundrels and they are genocidal maniacs is what they are. And yet now they're being uh, exposed for what they are. Just like when uh, Facebook and Twitter would come out and talk about all we're about is free speech, dude, communities, social communities so we could share ideas. And we found out that was a bunch of BS, right? It depends on what ideas you have. And... We're seeing what tyrannical uh, dictators, the people that head up the Silicon Valley are. They would cut your throat in a second if it meant that they would lose some power or they wouldn't have their political sway. Let's continue. So let's be clear. This is a defining moment in the history of Canada, in the history of the English-speaking West. The Emergencies Act is martial law. It has never been invoked in the history of that country. Now, by law, the Emergencies Act is allowed only in emergencies, in, quote, urgent and critical situations that seriously endanger the lives, health or safety of Canadians. What's happening now does not qualify. What's happening in Canada now is not an emergency. Here's what it looked like this weekend. Of course, they're dancing, right? They're dancing. According to Justin Trudeau, everyone you saw in that tape is a terrorist, even the kids in their bouncy castles. Justin Trudeau has unilaterally revoked their civil liberties and authorized men with automatic weapons to haul them to jail. Trudeau was allowed for the arrest of this man, for example, making food for the terrorists. 
you can receive a free meal irregardless of what faith you're from what caste creed religion doesn't matter it's about the community kitchen we all eat as one and humanity is equal so the seva concept helping the community is what we're practicing here today we're here alongside the truckers in the fight for freedom and we're doing our part from the sick faith so again, all of these people can now be arrested on site simply because of where they're standing. But being arrested is the least of their problems. An arrest suggests bail. You can get out of jail. You can't get out of the country Justin Trudeau has just made. Under martial law, Trudeau now has the power to force banks to seize their bank accounts and insurance companies to cancel their insurance. That means they can't actually live in Canada anymore. They are non-persons. They're enemies of the state and they will be crushed. At least one trucker knows exactly what's coming. He has seen him before. He came to Canada from Nikolai Ceausescu's Romania. Why did only people meant to vote? Yeah. Why 100 people, 180 or 200 people to decide your life or my or another? Let, let the Canadian people do yeah. it. No? It's all corrupt too, all those people voting. It's sad, man. When... When some people, they decide your life, like 300 people, they decide your life when you are 30 million. Yeah. Let us vote. So it is it an overstatement to compare what is happening in Canada right now to what happens in a Stalinist dictatorship? Well, the slogans are different. In the Eastern Bloc, they used to talk about solidarity. In Canada, they talk about diversity. But the repression is similar. Today, Canada's deputy prime minister, by the way, is a former American journalist, maybe not surprisingly, announced that going forward, Justin Trudeau will regulate all crowdfunding and cryptocurrency under the Terrorist Financing Act. Really? So Justin Trudeau is now in charge of all of your finances. He's in charge of cryptocurrency? How, is that, how does that work? And on what justification? And if that wasn't clear enough, Trudeau's minority government unilaterally just sent another half a billion dollars to the authoritarian state of Ukraine where the head of the rival political party is now under arrest and where opposition media has been banned. That's the country they're now in solidarity with. Well, that says a lot. And you know what else it reminds me of? Um, When we look at uh, Canada and Australia, two of our Five Eyes partners, right? And they were all involved in the Russian hoax, by the way. Five Eyes partners, remember that? There was New Zealand... Australia, Canada, the United Kingdom. Remember Robert Hannigan from GCHQ resigned the day after Trump was inaugurated. And Boris Johnson was the finance, uh, he was the foreign minister who was directly involved, Boris Johnson, who's now the prime minister, but maybe not for long. But it's this kind of thing that's happening in not only the UK, Canada, Australia, it just goes to show you that what we thought were democracies, what we thought was the West, is no different than Stalin, Mussolini, Hitler, because that's exactly what Trudeau's acting like. And again, they they share the same pedigree, folks. And I just want to say, thank goodness, thank God for our Second Amendment. I don't think I ever in my entire life realized, because I'm not a big gun aficionado. I don't 
you know, I, I've, I've never been big into guns. But I would defend, you know, with my life, your right to bear arms. I may not agree with, with what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. You know, Voltaire. That's a great saying, right? That's great. That means a lot. But our Second Amendment, it reminded me of when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. And there was a, a story about it. And they said, you know, they wanted more land and they wanted more minerals and they wanted more precious whatever. Uh, and that's exactly what the fight is for over in Afghanistan and the precious minerals they use to build planes and all kinds of other things. But planes, they, they use these precious metals. And Africa also, you know, the globalists want access to those lands. So basically what do you do? You distribute all of those migrants over to the West Leave those fields vacant and empty, and next thing you know, you waltz in with your mining equipment and steal it all. It's exactly what we did with Qaddafi in Libya. We killed him. Hillary Clinton laughed about it, right? Remember that? Hillary Clinton? She said, we came, we saw, he died. She laughed. It was on video. Qaddafi. Then she took over Benghazi and then took all the arms that belonged to Qaddafi and financed them and funneled them on a ship to Syria to, to load up and arm to the teeth ISIS. They called it ISIL because Levant was better for ISIS than Sham. And in addition to all of that, who was their leader? Do you recall? He's dead now, but you know who killed him? Donald Trump. Al-Baghdadi, right? Well, he was in Camp Bukha in a detention center, detained, in 2010, Obama had the bright idea to release him. And then in 2011-12, they were armed to the teeth. He set up a headquarters in Raqqa, Syria. Didn't take long at all. This was all by design. This doesn't happen by accident. And so we've just been tearing up these countries, destabilizing them. We did the same thing to Egypt. Because Obama had this bright idea he wanted the Muslim Brotherhood to run the show in Egypt. So he installed Morsi as the leader to replace Mubarak. Now we got al-Sisi because they overthrew Morsi. See, it doesn't lead anywhere good, does it? Why not just have fair elections and live life in harmony? But no, the globalists who seek power, these libtards, these commies, these socialists, they just want to destroy everything. They want to ruin everything. That's why we have transgender uh, cheerleaders prancing around in the end zone. It's a freak show out there. It's not America. And the West is following suit because we lead the world. But thank God for the Second Amendment because this nonsense has got to stop. So Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, and you know what they said? They said the reason why we would never invade and think to invade the mainland continental United States, you know why they said that? They said it because we're, uh, they said America is armed to the teeth. Everybody in America has a gun. And there's just no way we would be able to win that war. Well, the reason why America is the last star on the hill and the last man standing in the globalist environment, the reason why we're surviving is because they wouldn't think to do what Justin Trudeau 
is doing to its own people. Canada is not armed to the teeth like Americans are. And so we stand we we stand a good chance to win this because there's 330 million people of us armed to the teeth. Nancy Pelosi isn't going to know what hit her. Neither is Chucky Schumer or Adam Schiff. They know how far they can go and they've pushed it as far as they can. But far enough. So I I believe our Second Amendment has saved us uh, in that way. Uh, and it's a blessing in disguise. So uh, I want to take a listen to uh, this thing about Hillary Clinton. Uh, it's a shorter clip. Um, Tucker also has a really good clip on this as well. Uh, let's take a listen to Kennedy. Did you look at that? Hillary Clinton was paying her campaign lawyers to spy on Donald Trump as a candidate and then as president, according to special counsel John Durham's latest court filing. Durham has already indicted three people associated with the Clinton campaign or the phony Russian dossier. Igor Danchenko, the lying Russian crap sack who was the source for the dossier. Kevin Kleinsmith, the lying FBI lawyer whose sins of omission and FISA warrant applications allowed the FBI to continuously spy on Carter Page. And the third patsy, Michael Sussman, the Clinton campaign lawyer who worked with tech exec Rodney Joffe to infiltrate Donald Trump's servers as candidate and then again as president. Information was mined and presented to the FBI as damning evidence. Trump was in cahoots with the Ruskies. And even though the whole thing was fabricated as a political dirty trick to distract from Hillary's shady private server and massive email deletion, they kept going. The surveillance state, it is alive and well. And under Obama's White House, FBI Director James Comey and CIA Director John Brennan knew full well what Hillary was doing, according to Brennan's declassified notes unearthed by Fox News in 2020. Yet both agencies instead trained their ire and might on the 45th president. Love him or hate him, no American president and no American should be so easily penetrated for political gain by a host of agencies and actors who happen to find his election offensive and his comportment icky. But that's exactly what happened. What happened? Yeah, Jake Sullivan, who was Hillary's special policy advisor, so special at the time, he stated in October 2016, computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump administration to a Russia-backed bank. Hillary retweeted all of that garbage. This was a falsehood perpetrated by the Clinton campaign to sway voters. And it didn't work, so they just kept going once Trump was elected, so he'd be impeached. Once James Kobe was fired, he leaked information through his professor friend, and the Mueller investigation commenced. So who came up with this great idea to smear Trump? Jake Sullivan? Hillary herself? They should both be indicted and Sullivan should be fired immediately. Remember, he's President Biden's national security advisor now, who's been beating the war drums claiming Russia's Ukrainian invasion is imminent. After all of this criminal nonsense and focusing the spying establishment with nauseating douche hubris, can we trust anything out of Jake Sullivan's mouth? Add to that, his wife, Maggie Goodlander, works as counsel for the U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland with direct access to the Durham probe. 
conflict of interests are spreading like a cruise ship stomach bug. And this is one of many reasons Hillary Clinton can never be allowed anywhere near presidential politics. She worked on the Watergate investigation. She was fired. And she internalized how dirty tricks could easily change political fortunes if they were executed properly. Nothing about this is proper or right. And if they can spy on the president, imagine what they can do to you if you become the enemy. I don't even want to think about it, so we got to stop it while we can. And that's the memo. Well, that was a brilliant memo. And do you see how she tied Watergate with dirty hoax tricks? Do you see how she tied that with Hillary Clinton? Now, I've been talking about that for over a year now. I brought this up. It's in a podcast. And I'm telling you, that, that, that this is the kind of thing that's happening. And Kennedy nailed it. She She did it in a very colorful way, but... I'm telling you, the way that was a good piece that she put together. And Jake Sullivan is in charge of our national security. And he his loyalties are actually with Obama. That's the sad, that's the scary part. His loyalties aren't even as much with Hillary as they are with Obama. But that's that's where we are right now. And um it's it's absolutely scary. She was talking about this Jaffe guy. Who is Rodney Jaffe, a.k.a. Tech Executive 1, in, Durham, in the Durham indictment? So uh, Rodney Jaffe is the person referred to as Tech Executive 1 in Sussman's indictment for allegedly lying to the FBI by withholding his connections to Hillary Clinton's losing 2016 election campaign against former President Donald Trump. Jaffe, who's not accused of any wrongdoing, retained Sussman as his lawyer in February 2015 in connection with an unspecified matter involving an agency of the U.S. government, according to the indictment. Sussman's indictment is part of a special counsel with Durham. So Jaffe is this inside player. And uh, we're probably going to be talking about Jaffe quite a bit, actually, because he's instrumental. There's some things that happened in 2013. He became one of the first civilians to be awarded the FBI's director's award. But you know what else concerns me? Yeah, he was connected with CrowdStrike. But you know what else concerns me is the conflict of interest. Jake, Jake Sullivan's wife is the advisor and counsel to A.G. Merrick Garland. Do you know, that's not by mistake, is it? That's not by mistake. That's not an accident. That was by design. Loyalties. In any case, we're at the end of our show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Scott Adams Show. Be sure to check out scottadamshow.com for the latest podcast. If you're going to go over to MyPillow and buy that coil mattress, uh, check out, use Red State as the code word. Red State for the promo code. And be sure to check out magapack.org for the latest in our 501c3 efforts to make America great again by pushing American-first policies. Bury my kids right up to there.